0: Hello and welcome to Encounter Church Cape Town. We're so excited that you can join us for this message and we speak God's abundant blessing upon you, your families and all of your spheres of influence as you do so. Enjoy as you engage with God. Hi everyone. It's good to be with you and good to be sharing with you from God's Word. I'm going to be carrying on the theme that we've been doing at Encounter by faith living by faith based in Hebrews 11 and wanting to focus on a theme of what i call miracles of life there are lots of different types of stories in Hebrews 11 uh, stories of people of faith and what they do and what god does but there's this theme that recurs through a number of these stories which is what i want to pick up on and this is this theme of god producing preserving life. And some of the stories we'll see it happens in quite unusual, clearly miraculous ways. Some seems to be more in the going on of daily life, but in any case, it is God acting to bring or to preserve or to restore life. In these stories, we see the people and their faith and their acts of faith. And we also significantly see God and how he acts. We see his nature, we see his power. Our faith is in God and being people of faith is always related to knowing and trusting in God. So as we look at these stories and we see his nature and his power, this is part of us knowing him and this is where our faith comes from. So let's look through some of these examples. Start with Sarah in Hebrews 11, verse 11. By faith, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. So, this is a story of miraculous conception and of new life that comes. The story we see starts in around about Genesis 15. God speaks to Abraham and says he will have a child, and Sarah is his wife, she's barren and she is unable to have children, and so as time goes, they decide that Abraham will have a child with their maidservant, Hagar, which he does, so Ishmael's born, and then time goes on and god speaks to abraham again and this time he says you will have a son with sarah by this stage sarah who's been barren throughout her marriage is now past the age of childbearing but god says you will have a son through sarah with within a year by a year's time this thing gets repeated in front of sarah herself And so we see in Genesis chapter 18, verse 10. And he said, I will return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Verse 12, therefore Sarah laughed within herself. So she is astounded. She doesn't believe it. She laughs because of her age and her husband's age. And then the Lord's response is to challenge, actually, Abraham about this. And he says in verse 14, is anything too hard for the Lord? Highlighting here that Sarah's disbelief is in God's ability to do this miracle, The story continues and we see that God's word to her is fulfilled. She falls pregnant. She has this child. But let's look back at Hebrews 11 about what what it says about this process with Sarah and, and her faith. By faith, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised So there's two things here. One is that this happened by faith, by Sarah's faith. She agreed with God. She heard his word and she agreed with him, and through that she received the necessary strength to conceive and then to bear a child. So it was through faith in God. Secondly, she judged him faithful, where initially her disbelief had been Is he able to do this by this stage she knows that he's able and trusts that he's able but also trusts that he is faithful so we see this development of her faith in him in his ability but also in his character and so as a result there's this incredible miracle of conception and the life that god gives great joy and celebration And in Hebrews 11, verse 12, it says, Therefore from one man and him as good as dead were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. So it was not only her, but generations to come that that God brought this amazing life. The second example, Hebrews 11, verse 23, says... By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. This is a story of a life being preserved. The context from Exodus, uh, this is told in Exodus 2, the context is that the people of Israel are living in Egypt and Pharaoh king of Egypt has commanded that any baby boys that are born to the Hebrews be killed when they are found. This couple has a child, and as we read, they look at him and see he is a beautiful child. Some translations say healthy child, some say a special child. We know that when Moses grows up, he plays a a hugely significant role in freeing Israel from slavery and leading them into their inheritance. So we know there is a special purpose on his life, and maybe his parents had a sense of that from God, we don't know. But in any case, they look at this little baby that's been born to them, they believe this child needs to live, and we want this child to live, and they believe God wants this child to live. And so they act on that despite the king's command. They hide the child and trust that God will protect him, which he does. And then they take another, do another act of faith when they release the child out into the open in a way where they put him in a basket um, in the reeds at the side of the river and leave him to be found by somebody. And... He is found and he's adopted and his life is preserved. So we see here, through his parents' faith, Moses' life is preserved. Hebrews 11, verse 31. By faith the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she received the spies with peace. This is a story in Joshua chapter 2, where Joshua and Israel are wanting to go and fight against Jericho, Jericho as a city, the people within it have heard about God, they've heard about Israel, they've heard about all that's been happening, and they are in great fear and awe. And while Jericho as a whole chooses to stay an enemy of God and of Israel, Rahab, who these spies go to stay with overnight, decides to put her trust in God. So she receives the spies, looks after them, protects them from the people of her own city, and saves their lives, and then asks them to spare her life as well, and the life of her, lives of everyone in her father's family. And so they give her practical instructions. They say, bring bring all your family members into your home and put a scarlet cord outside your window and we will spare you. And that's what happens. Their, their lives are spared and they are taken out and welcomed into life with Israel. So that's salvation of life being saved, the whole family. Hebrews 11 verse 35. Women received their dead, raised to life again. This just speaks generally that there are several stories in the Bible that are recorded of this happening, and I just want to refer to one, which is in 2 Kings 4. There is a couple who is known by Elisha, the prophet, and he prophesies that they will have a child, which they do, and then some years later this child very suddenly gets sick and dies, and the mum goes to Elisha immediately, deeply distressed, and calls him back, and then the story relates how Elisha goes into the room where the child is, closes the door, prays to God, and then stretches out his body over the child's body, and life returns to the child, and he's able to take that child now living and return him to his mother. So this is a beautiful story of of restoration, a beautiful story of a miracle of life being restored. We see the faith of the woman. We see the faith of Elisha in action here. And we also know from the story that Elisha cared about the family. And then we see God and how he reaches in and responds to them, and does this miracle of restoring life to a dead child. And finally, I want to go back to Hebrews 11, verse 17, which speaks about Abraham. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, in Isaac your seed shall be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. This is a bit of a different story. It's a story of expectation of life. Abraham knows the promises over Isaac's life from his covenant with God. And in faith he acted in obedience and his faith was not because he accepted that isaac would die but it was because he expected that isaac would live he knew that god wanted isaac to live and to become a multitude and if this needed a miracle of him being raised back to life then god could do it so here we see he acted in obedience because of an expectation for life. These are different stories of faith and there are a number of others in Hebrews 11 of people's lives being saved when they act through faith and their families or others being saved when they act through faith. And there's others throughout the scriptures as well that are examples of this. These stories tell us Firstly, something about God, I want to start there and focus on that because that's where our faith rests, is in who God is. So the first thing we see is his life-giving nature. The essence of God is life. He is the one who created all life. In Genesis 2 it says that He created man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into him the breath of life. John 1 says that in the beginning was the Word, the Word was God, and in him was life. In Acts 17, we read that he himself, God himself, gives to all men life and breath and everything else. So giving life is in God's very nature, and we see that in these stories, how in one story after the next, he gives life in one way or another, or saves it, we see the value that he places on life. Secondly, we see God's power and ability, that while it is in his nature to give life, it's also within his power to give life. We are part of a natural system that God's created where life grows and where there's reproduction, new growth, new life, healing, and restoration as all is part of the natural system. And that's something that God has set in place. But beyond that, God has the power to reach in beyond what's natural and in supernatural ways, bring new life restore life where there is death and then also to intervene in circumstances in miraculous ways to preserve, to protect. The third thing we see from these stories, the third thing about God, is that we see his compassion. We see how he acts in compassion and kindness towards the people who reach out to him. And then in the people... We see two, two situations playing out. The one is that we sometimes see the people responding to a promise or to a word from God. So specifically good examples are of Abraham and Sarah, where they have received a promise from God about their child, and they trust in God knowing that he is faithful to fulfill his promise. In other cases, it doesn't seem that there's a specific promise or word, but what we see is a desire, a God-given desire in people to see life saved or restored or preserved. And that desire within them matches the desire within God to see that life saved and restored and preserved because of the value that he places on it. And similarly for us, It could be either of these it could be that we have a specific word or promise from God and we know that he will act to fulfill that because we know his faithfulness and he can bring the life that's necessary to fulfill that or it could be that we have this desire this God-given desire within us that we know matches his desire our faith comes from knowing him, from hearing his word to us, and it comes from knowing his nature, and knowing his nature, we trust him, we can go to him boldly, we can act with confidence. This may be in a situation in which we or a family member or a friend needs protection from potentially some natural disaster or some practical situation perhaps a hostile person or it could be in the case of a sickness where we're trusting in God to preserve that person's life and i think this is especially a relevant thing now where we're hearing a lot of a lot of reports of sickness and even death and because of the pandemic and it's it's important for us to know and to hear God's word at this time to us that that sickness and that death is not in line with his nature, that it is contrary to his nature, and that he values life, and that he wants to see life preserved, and to, to seek him and to trust him for the preservation of life. In some other situations, it could be that we would Have the faith for a child to be born, or it could be to ask God to raise someone back to life from the dead, like we see in these stories here. God is the life giver, and He's able to do all of this. We also know, and we can see from the examples that we've looked at today, that God relates to us personally in whatever our circumstances are individually. And we can go to him for guidance or for direction on what to do. So, to recap on these stories that we've read, we've seen Sarah and the miraculous conception and new life that came through her faith. We see Moses' parents, how through their faith his life was preserved, Rahab's life was saved women's children's lives were restored to them, and Abraham could act in faith with an expectation of life. And at the center of it all, we see the almighty God, who's the author of life, the giver of life, who through the faith of all these people was able to use them to bring life, both in immediate circumstances and like a ripple reaching many generations. So may you be encouraged by these testimonies, these stories of the people and their faith and the testimony of what God does and seeing what he values and what his nature is and what his power is. So let's pray together. Father, you are the God of life, the author of life, and we bless you. And we give you praise for the life that you have given to us and that we see around us in the earth. Thank you, God, for your miracles that supersede the natural. Thank you, God, for your word that speaks to us of who you are. I pray that you would give us clarity on you, God, that you would help us to see more clearly who you are, help us to see more clearly what your nature is, Help us to see more clearly what your, what your will is and increase our faith and our trust in you for what you're wanting to do in us, what you're wanting to do through us. I bless you, Lord. I thank you that we can know you, that we can trust in you, that you are trustworthy. Thank you for your incredible goodness to us that we see in our lives. And Lord, I pray for health, good health, and for protection for all of us and for our families. Amen.